welcome everybody back to Off the Rails Podcast, episode 42. This is Tone right here, and I'm going to see if I can get this right. And this is Gems. I did. Yes. Ooh, yes. Ha-ha, that's Gems. Oh, yeah, I messed it up. <laughs> yes. Go away from it. Um, so, Gems, what's up, man? Oh, not much. In Indiana, uh, sitting in my basement. What are, what are you up to? I am in Scottsdale, Arizona, sitting in a hotel. Why are you in Scottsdale, Arizona? Well, James, you may not have heard of it, but there's this thing called the Super Bowl happening this week. Tomorrow, technically, actually. Um, and uh, because of that, and because I produce for this wonderful podcast right here, the Man to Man pod with AB and DB, um, I was lucky enough to come down to uh, Scottsdale. Well, Phoenix is where we did our workout, but um, come down to Arizona and um, do some awesome work on the FanDuel stage to produce a live show, um, two live shows actually, um, for the man to man. So I apologize for my lighting. This is terrible lighting. I look like I'm, I have jaundice, but we're going to roll through it. Um, but no, Which so, Simpsons character does tone look like this week? Not a Kelsey. I apparently I would like Jason Kelsey though. So I think that means the Eagles are winning. But, yeah. Jason was definitely who I voted for. Cause I'm a winner. <laughs> my lighting looks like crap because I've never done anything to fix it. Yeah, that's fair enough. I can see your lighting in your window. Yeah, I don't know if it's better without the light or not. It's no, a little darker. No, definitely need the lighting. I think. Yeah, it's because <laughs> the stupid. I got a bright ass light behind me over or in front of me, yeah. and a framed up wall. So this, it's like a, I'm like an eclipse. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, total eclipse of the heart. I know. <laughs> um no so yeah so i'm in arizona um for the super bowl and uh i'm all done with all of my work um it's a wonderful weekend a uh, wonderful week i was here from wednesday and i'll fly out tomorrow which is sunday super bowl sunday i'll be home in time to watch the game at my house but um so yeah so i think d-butt i think d-butt's staying out here i think he has i think he's doing um up and adams um podcast from uh from the FanDuel Sportsbook at Footprint Arena, which is where the Mercury and the Suns play. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I actually went and ate some food there. Got a free drink on Liam because I worked for FanDuel. So that was pretty dope. So nice. Yeah. They give you any they give you any credit to use in the sports book? No, but they were doing this thing where they did um they did. Uh, if you did, if you went to the fan experience, the um, and you kicked a field goal, they gave you like a little ticket thing, mm-hmm. and then you could bring that over and get a shirt and uh, twenty five dollar uh, site credit. Did you kick and a field goal? I didn't, but I did since I'm cool, and I did get a shirt. So oh, that's nice, the Gronk shirt. Yeah, so. It says grunt kick and win. Kick nice. it so pretty cool. So yeah. So that was pretty neat. Get any other free stuff? I got some cool stuff. I got an up at I got some up in Adams beanies. Um K Adams. Because they just printed up a bunch uh in the colors of the the Super Bowl teams. I think they're probably so these the girls will probably get these. Oh, those are nice. Yeah, so Let's go. They had, I guess, they had a bunch, so they were giving them away the last day. So I was like, "Yeah, I'll take one." So it's pretty cool. So got the kids a couple cool small gifts and stuff, but pretty fun stuff. Um, saw a bunch of people and stuff like that. So yeah, it was it was a good time. Did uh, the guys enjoy it? Like, were they hopefully doing that as a yearly thing? Like, was it? I think- I think that's the plan, um, which means the goal is for me to not be at my daily job Yeah, next year because uh, they've effectively, I think, told me this was like a one-time thing. They were going to let me do this because, unfortunately, this is also like a big day in my other job. <laughs> so, um, so I think that's the goal is to like, – be out of there by next year, which um, we'll just push for. But I think uh, big things are coming for for the man to man pod and all that stuff. I think we did a really good job. I think a lot of people took note 
that we did a good job and um, and liked what they saw and got a lot of positive feedback. And so I think that's the goal is to push this thing to be really big and I can do it full time. Um, probably mostly remote, I would guess, still um, just for the nature of how the dudes move, but probably do a couple more live things, I would guess. Yeah. Because I think they enjoyed the live aspect of it. I know AB for a fact was like, I could get used to this. So, um, so I think that, that isn't, that's a, that's a thing I think we want to do more of. And I, I'll tell you what I enjoyed it. It was definitely a bucket list item for me as far as, um, being able to in person produce the show. Um, so it was very, very awesome for me. Um, so also I, I just posted a tweet while I was trying to figure out the Wi-Fi so we could do this because I'm in a hotel and I totally forgot that I would have to figure out the Wi-Fi for that. Um, but I posted a tweet thanking uh, thanking the Pat McAfee guys, um, but specifically Bailey, um, Zito, and Foxy. They were all super helpful in helping with some seamless setup. And then uh, we had, Vandal had a couple awesome people. Yeah, Vandal had a couple awesome people as well um back there and i posted them in the secondary post um so yeah so i was excited made made some cool friendships um with uh some of the FanDuel people i think uh, it was cool to put names to faces and stuff uh, obviously like having interacted with all all of those people for years darius antoine those was, this was the first time i got to meet them in person um, maybe you'll meet them again in before 300 more episodes that's right. Um, yeah, so we did the 300 episode, which was cool. Um, happened to fall on, on the last day, the last show. So uh, that was real cool. And then, um, yeah, but but honestly, everyone over there was like super helpful, super cool. Um, from Pat's guys to um, the FanDuel crew um, to like the subcontractors who worked for the FanDuel crew too. Um, everyone did an awesome job. And it was crazy to see like the switching out of sets and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Um, so I was only there one day when they switched the first day I got there is when they switched out the um, up and Adams and then they switched that show set to patch set and then Pat set to, went to um, more ways to win, I think, and then went to something else and then went to us. So like they had to change the set out a few times. The set's basically the same, but like the, the seating and like having the stuff plugged in for ears and all that kind of stuff. So um, it was really cool to see like them do a, do a bunch of that stuff. So, what guests did Man to Man have on in studio? Man to Man Pod had on Thursday. We had Rudy Ford from the Packers. We had Clinton Portis, uh, and then we had Tyvon Branch. Tyvon and Darius are like really good friends. So, um, and he out here, so he he was on the show. It was really cool because it was like a panel set. So we did. Um, we had Tyvon start on stage and then we did like six minutes with him. He moved down um, like the tonight show, you know, and, yeah, I was gonna say, and, yep. and then, uh, and then uh, Clinton Portis did about 10 minutes and then we moved him down. And then after that we did um, uh, Rudy Ford for about six minutes. And then we just talked about like, um, like the player awards, I think was a play. No, that no Thursday was uh, um, the honor. So, uh, Thursday, we actually talked about the uh, like KD trade, the Kyrie trade. We talked about some um, some some Super Bowl stuff, all that kind of jazz. We I think we talked the LeBron stuff. So yeah, so it was super fun. Um, made a bunch of stuff graphics wise for that. I think I think the show looks really good on that end. Um, obviously, like the first day was the day where we had the most difficulty because like it was just the unknown of like trying to figure out i had a different sort of plan for the set and then kind of had to make an audible at the end um and then redo a lot of things so uh glad it worked out glad it got you know uh made made right and then uh and then friday we had um uh who do we have friday we had this is how much of a blur it was. Um, we had Christian Watson. We had Jeremy Chin. We had Jordan Schultz, who's dad invented Starbucks. <laughs> um, and he's also like an insider. Um, 
that's and pretty then, neat. Yeah, and then uh, him and Darius have a, a relationship. And then we had um, who else did we have? Um, we had we had a poppin guest. Um, he's a cult. He's the cult safety, and I can't think of his name right off the top of my head because my brain's not working right now. Um, he is. He he, he actually had uh, four interceptions this year as a, as a rookie. Um, uh, da, da, da. Roddy Thomas, the second, the second. That's important. Yeah, Roddy Thomas the second. So he was like he actually uh, interesting part. So, um, a little bit behind the scenes. Basically, like we started that show with, uh, potentially like five guests, um, and then we lost a guest before, kind of like an hour before, and then we added a guest. And then we lost that guest because of bumping back in time and the time not working. So we were down to two guests. And then Jordan was like a like a 10 minute before show ad. Um, and then while I'm producing the show, um, one of the guys from the Indianapolis media had interviewed um, um, Mr. Thomas and then was like, hey, like you got some former cult secondary over here doing this thing like you know hey let me go talk to them and see if like you know you have you on or whatever and so he kind of popped in and and we were like yeah like so um he it was like a during the show on the fly audible like like was like yeah let's have him on as a guest um didn't run it by the guys or nothing but brought him on it and i thought it was really good i think i think it was really cool because obviously ab played safety for the Colts, so did darius right. also played db so it's really cool to have him on and he was also um i don't think we got to it on the show but he's also the the dude that was um high school teammates with Damar hamlin oh uh, so he's cool. the guy he's the guy who got the interception that week and then uh took the ball to the, the three or the 30 yard line for the three i don't know if you remember that when that happened i didn't i don't think i saw that but yeah so um so really cool um uh, it, it was really awesome i think it, i think everything went super solid um, as solid as it could have gone, especially for like the first iteration of doing a live show in that format for us. Yeah. So by next year, you guys will be professionals at it. Are there mm -hmm. any other like events or anything you guys would consider like going to a live show? NBA All Star well, Weekend? You love NBA? That'd be dope. I think we'd all love to do that. <laughs> I think we'd all just be like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's just go do. And I mean, I love the NBA All Star Weekend. Right. Um, I got a feeling if I went to the NBA All Star Weekend somehow my hotel would have my brother in it because he's a massive NBA fan. <laughs> um, and then, uh, but uh, NBA podcast, doesn't he? Yeah, he does have an NBA podcast. It's called the dream team. If anyone wants to check it out, it's a pretty good podcast. Uh, if you're like a nerd about basketball and other things, like it's, he's, it's, it's a good, good podcast. Um, and then, um, uh, no, last year we did the senior bowl. Um, where, um ab went by himself um and did some interviews at the senior bowl so i could see us doing that potentially maybe i don't you know do the combine no i guess this the senior bowl already happened huh that happened this week yeah that that already happened yeah okay so that was the same time oh that's right because we did a back-to-back -back last year we did the pro bowl and then we did like the senior bowl last year so yeah so i was so that so yeah so we missed the senior bowl so but i'm sure there's other things like i mean we technically probably go do the draft i guess like should do the combine and then i'll come down to indy yeah yeah that'd be cool yeah um so i think there's like there's definitely some opportunities we could probably go do live as at um like the training camps and stuff i mean there's definitely some stuff we could probably do for sure you guys should have went to and got on number 16 at the western uh the waste management open while you guys are down there the dude i uh i thought about going today honestly it's like 10 minutes from my hotel i think a lot of guys are bouncing back and forth oh yeah dude the traffic out here was nuts dude i bet like it was crazy. I took a couple Ubers and I was like, "Yo, are you guys busy?" And they're like, "Yeah, between bouncing here to bouncing there." And like, because obviously when I'm taking my Uber, I was usually going down to the football stuff. So right. How far is your hotel from that stuff? Um, just about fifteen minutes. 15, 15, 20 minutes. Not a walk. No. All I did, uh, I did choose to ride the bus and the tram one time. How was that? That's cool. 
is interesting. <laughs> Though, ironically enough, so um, so I take the bus. The bus was right outside here. So I just said, oh, fuck it. One day I was like, I like I was looking at the Uber prices. So the first day I came, like Uber was one price from like downtown to here. And I was like, ah, whatever, it's worth it. So the second day I was like, I did a reverse. And I was like, it's absurd. Why would I pay this price? This is nuts. Like absolutely I was like, they've got, they have public transportation. My wife like looked it up real quick and she was like, oh yeah, it's like a, it's like a day pass and you get all of this, like you get the bus, the tram, all that stuff. So I was like, well, fuck it. We'll just figure it out. So I looked it up. It's like a seven, seven mile bus ride to Tempe. Mm -hmm. Straight shot. So it's like, you can't mess up. You get off of the bus stop and then you're right at the tram that takes you down to the thing and drops you off right in front of the building you have to go to. So I was like, well, I can figure that out. So mm -hmm. I did that and it was pretty cool. It was a cool experience. I had time to kill that day anyway. So you drinking coffee. I am. I made it in this like weird, like my wife's, I sent a picture to my wife. She said it looks like a toy coffee machine. Oh, is it one of those little? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the girls have that in their plate kitchen. Yeah. So. <laughs> So it makes coffee. So it looks sweet. I like it. It's all that matters. I'm going to have coffee now. And then probably when I get off, I'm going to go have a celebratory drink at the speakeasy downstairs. Do you have to like open like a payphone door and then you walk in there? Or? I kind of hope so, to be honest with you. I didn't ask, but I think I kind of hope so. It's got to be hidden, right? If it's a speakeasy. I don't know. They told me at the front desk that there was a speakeasy. So I don't know how a speakeasy is. I always thought they were like hidden. Like you got to open a bookcase or something. Cause that was no. like during prohibition where like, you know, if you couldn't drink, yeah. so it had to be hidden. Yeah, it was like the hidden stuff. Yeah, where they'd have like a front, like, and then they would have you'd have to like know the code, right? Maybe it's fronted as a hotel, and there's a bar in there. Speaking of that, I just drank all the grounds. That was not good. Uh, but uh, uh, if you had a speakeasy, what would be your mechanism to? transport the people to another room like would you have a code word would you have like a button or a book you had to pull like what would be your go-to uh public restroom public restroom okay you get one of the stalls and you gotta like sit on the chair and like do something to get it to turn and be like oh shit i'm in a bar something that would actually like surprise people too like somebody would go in there just like legitimately go to the bathroom and <laughs> that'd be kind of interesting huh well, I think you would have to have it be something that would be hidden. So you couldn't have it be like the flusher because then everybody right. would be in your speakeasy. So. Right. It would be like a like a coat hanger or something you had to hit. Or... Oh, like the little hanger on the back of the door or something like that? Yeah. Or like, you know, how there's like double toilet paper rolls and one's usually covered up. Yeah. Like that's the one that's covered up just stays covered up. But like, if you know, you know. That's a good one. That's kind of cool. I like that. I like that. I think mine would be like a... I wonder what they usually put the speakeasies in, right? There was one in Nashville. We didn't end up going to it, but it was like a payphone where you dialed a certain number and it. Opened. But I mean, like, like what were like in real life? What were the speakeasies like in? What was like the front for most of the speakeasies? I assume it was like the back door of something. Like you'd walk into like a bookstore and then you'd have to go open a door in the back, or you'd walk into like a pool hall or. I know this is stupid. I know it's stupid, but I'm about to look this up. See, like what the what most of the fronts? Because I think that would be the big thing. Is like what's the front on these? Like um, grocery store, probably anything that looks not suspicious. <laughs> How do you think that got around? Right, like without like the people social, who are trying social to social media. Yeah, social media. 1930 right. social media. What was 1930 social media though? The newspaper, but they didn't put yes. that in the newspaper. That would have been word of mouth. Yeah. What was the front of a speakeasy? Library. What the fudge? It's not okay. Speakeasy. Oh, what was the front of a speakeasy called? A speakeasy, also called a blind pig or blind tiger, is an illicit establishment that sells alcoholic beverages or a retro-style bar that replicates. Okay, that is awesome, but cool. What was a prohibition bar called? Got you. 
a speakeasy. <laughs> no shit. Um, so we're quite useful. Okay. I found one that has like a little history. So we're going to do a brief history of speakeasies. There we go. All right. So I don't need to understand the prohibition era. Um, illegal, legal drinking and speakeasies. Um, in a way, prohibition did yield some positive results. Drinking accidents and injuries in the workplace did decrease. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. My fucking thing just came out. Did I fucking I unplugged it? Sorry. I'm trying to I'm trying to charge my phone so it doesn't die. Um but um uh by the way, hotels are real cool that like they have a straight up like USB plugins. Yeah. Our the hotel I say that when I went to India a couple weeks ago had that. Yeah. But I think two of the four that were near my bed did not work. Oh, well, that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> they have to work for it to be cool. <laughs> right. Um, uh, so passing laws, blah, 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 within months. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Within months of passing the law, the illegal manufacturing of alcohol had become a widespread craze. Bootlegging, as a practice came to be called, was quite common um, and hard to get a legal taper on. So that's cool. So they couldn't, they were having a hard time stopping that shit. Uh, many were crafting new kinds of illegal liquor known as moonshine, moonshine pure, blah, 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 practice. The mob, the mob and mafia rose as illegal drinking provided a need that could be filled outside of the law, most notably Chicago mobsters. That does mean, tells you nothing about fucking speakeasies. Okay. <laughs> a wide number of outposts selling alcohol sprung up in secret locations across the country, this was the birth of the speakeasy as we know it. The average citizen would gain entry to one of these establishments and would purchase and drink illegal alcoholic beverages. These speakeasies were hidden away, often in the back room of other types of establishments. No shit. Um, they were part of an underground economy and were careful about who they let in. Often they what, there was a password required for entry. So... That's one thing, okay? Um, this would help protect the speakeasy. Um, the actual identity of these speakeasies could vary greatly. They could be somewhat grand places with large dance floors and jazz bands. What the fuck? If I'm trying to hide, I'm not putting a fucking jazz band in my fucking... I feel like that's what you see in like the movies, though. Like, yeah. Great Gatsby would have that. Yeah. Or they could be dingy back rooms lit only by candlelight. Speakeasies helped to fuel a... The, rock, the raucous and party-fueled spirits of the era. Interesting. Um, yeah. So, uh, oh, shoot. Okay. Men and women drank together more frequently, and bar owners began to craft drinks that were specifically targeted to women. So probably some of those, like, girlier drinks we have to think just to speak easy. Prohibition. I know there was a Simpsons episode where they had Prohibition, and... They used the bowling alley to. Oh, that makes booze. sense. Yeah, they put filled the thumb holes with booze and then poured it out in the back. How badass would it be if your grandparents were like, like, hey, where did you guys meet, Grandma and Meemaw, fucking whatever? Grandma and Meemaw, whatever. Maybe they're lesbians. Twenty twenty three. You don't know. Like, um, <laughs> Grandpa and Meemaw, where did you guys meet? And they were like, we met in a speakeasy, like. You're like, yo, they were fucking breaking the law. That's mad. That's dope, right? Yeah. <laughs> Here's a funny story. When I was a kid, like six or seven, yeah. I was asking uh, questions with my to my grandma about, like, you know, when she was born and stuff. And I was always been pretty good at math. And I'd figured out that she was in 1960 when my mom was born. I was like, oh, so you were 16. And she was like turned beat red and was super embarrassed. She talked about that for years, like how like that embarrassed her that I at such a young age figured that out. That was normal back then. I didn't think I, I mean, was, yeah, definitely not more normal. <laughs> but she she was like, uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If it was twenty fucking fifteen, she'd be on a team mom. I know, she could have had a TV show. Damn, see? Dang it. That's the thing is like, right? Like, so we talk about like shit like speakeasies and like World War One and two and like Hitler and like all these things that happened, like the A-bomb and all this shit, right? Like, 
what the fuck are like our great grandkids going to be talking about? They're going to be like, Grandpa did a fucking podcast. <laughs> the, the Air Force or whatever shooting down UFOs the last few days. <laughs> like, they had to talk about. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, um, yeah, like, I guess, like, I guess they'll talk 9-11 maybe. Yeah, but like even the kids like that I coach now weren't alive for 9-11. Yeah. It's wild. Dude, fucking speaking of that, going back to what we started with, uh, I met Brett Michaels. I saw that he was on Pat's show. Yeah. So, and I was telling my daughter that we, that, that Pat had Brett Michaels on, right? And that, like, I met him in the back. And she was like, I have no clue who that is. And then I was like, I sang her, like, a little bit of, like, Every Rose Has a Thorn. And she was like, I've never heard that song. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> How was Brett Michaels? He was, he actually legitimately seemed like a really nice dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, like, I think he, I think he just, he like wanted people to like him for sure. Yeah. Oh, by the way, at one point I did witness him and Flava Flav have a big bear hug and Flava Flav go, yeah, boy. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> You're like, I've made it. It was nuts, dude. I was <laughs> like, this is like VH1 2006. It was wild, dude. It was, I was like, what the fuck? I don't know what was weirder, that moment or when I first met AB, he was doing um, Takeo Spikes, his podcast. Mm -hmm. And I was just standing there and I told you this, but like I turned around and like 10 feet away from me was like Joe Montana. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or last night when um, I went to the back into the VIP to get a drink at the FanDuel uh, Superstar Spectacular or whatever Mm -hmm. that was called. Superstar Showdown. Yeah. Um, because Darius was hosting, um, and, and I had VIP passes, so um, so I went to the back bar where everything was free, which is cool. That is like, cool. Open that bar again. can't be no trouble. I I, sh- I I kept it on control. I think I had like four drinks. I was Ubering anyway, so I was like, I'm not driving. Um, and uh, one time I was back there. Uh, Shannon Sharp walked by, and then like because Shannon Sharp walked by, like, and I caught him and I was like, oh shit, that's Shannon Sharp. And he walked by and I kind of like followed him with my eyes. I realized Kenny, the jet Smith was talking to Donovan McNabb, who was like right over by Howie Mandel. I was like, <laughs> I don't, this is, I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like, was your head like on a swivel the entire time? Like <laughs> the entire, like four days. Yeah. But I mean, like it was cool, but it was like, also like, I'm not like a, I don't get like starstruck. Right. So, like, it's, like, it was more so, like, oh, shit, like, like, the first day I was there, I was, like, I was, like, editing some stuff, sitting in a chair waiting to check into my hotel. So, I was, like, behind Pat's show, kind of getting the vibes and stuff of what's going on. And fucking, uh, like, Debo Samuels cloaked the corner, and I was, like, that's cool, Debo Samuels. Like, like you know, Stephen A. Smith walked past, you're, like, <laughs> like, okay, like, Carson Palmer was standing two feet from me. Like it was like it was just like one of those things where it was like Golik and Golik Jr. were like right as the right at the entrance. I didn't get enough courage to say hi to Golik Jr. I wish I did because I really do enjoy Golik Jr. shit. Um, you saw so, a lot of Notre Dame guys. Didn't see a lot of Notre Dame guys. Um, the only other person that I didn't get to, so there. So if I had to say there were a few people that I didn't get to like connect with that I wanted to connect with as far as on that level um, was uh, uh, like, I got to, like I fist bumped Pat. We talked to Pat a little bit. Um, nothing too crazy. Um, talked to all those guys. So like, I felt like, you know, cool connections there, whatever. Um, but it was ironic. Cause um, so when I walked in, Golik Jr. was there. And I was like, Oh shit. He was kind of the first person I really saw where I was like, Oh fuck! Like this is where we're at. Like, mm-hmm. and like, so I was like, I wanted to say hi, and there was no one around. I probably could have done it, but I just didn't want to be like that guy. Like, I just right. not who I am. But I really like enjoy Golik Jr. And then I saw on, um, I saw on Twitter that uh, that Will Compton and uh, Taylor Lewan were there, and I didn't see them at all. I wish wow. I would have seen them because I like busting with the boys. Um, right. I saw several pictures of him like talking to Pat and stuff. 
Yeah, I totally just like never saw them. So I was like, I bet that I wish I would have seen them because I would I would like to tell them I like their show. Mm-hmm. But um, one and Darius has been on the show, but um, Michael Smith. Do you know who Michael Smith is? He he hosted again. Yeah, yeah. Was he? Uh, did he used to be on Around the Horn a lot? He was on Around the Horn a lot. He ended up hosting with Jamel Hill, um, uh, Sports Center. Okay. Uh, at one point, but they had a podcast and then a show. Well, they had a podcast called His and Hers. They had a show that was like Numbers Never Lied, but then turned into kind of His and Hers. Yeah. And it was the first podcast that I really, I mean, I had listened to podcasts before. It was the first podcast that I like regularly listened to where I was mm-hmm. like, I'm a fan of this podcast. Like I enjoy it. Like when it drops, I listen to it, all that kind of stuff. So I saw him and I didn't get a chance to say hi to him. Cause I would have been like, yo, like part of the reason why I'm here is probably because of that dude, like, you know, yeah. getting into podcasts and stuff. So it was a cool, like, I wouldn't say career defining moment, but it was like one of those, like kind of like retrospective things. Like it's weird that like from where, like I started with things mm-hmm. that I'm in this room with all these people, that like kind of in a way like had a reason why I started down the path, you know? So that was kind of cool. Yeah. It'll be a uh, full circle when like you're inducting AB in the hall of fame or something. Yeah. I told AB, I told AB we were talking about it. So, Cause I put AB's Super Bowl ring on, um, which was cool. Cause he, the, when he came in to dap me up the first day, I noticed he had a Super Bowl ring on. Right. So I told my wife, I was like, I was like, maybe he had a Super Bowl ring on. It was like cool. I was like, it was the first thing I noticed. Um, and then uh she was like, that's so cool. And I she was like, she was like, uh, like because uh, she's a giant Colts fan. She was like, right. she's like, it's like that's like super neat. And then um after our first show, we dapped up and I was I was, we were just killing time sort of after the show. And I was uh, I was telling him, I was like, Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was telling her, he's and he was just like he was just like you want to put it on? And I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna refuse. I'm never. When's the next chance I'm gonna get to put a fucking Super Bowl ring on my finger? Right. So I'm like, let's yeah, let's, why not? So I put a put a Super Bowl ring on. It was pretty cool. I took a picture of it. So I was like, that's weird things. Ironically, I noticed the last day we were there. So they had all of the Super Bowl um, banners up. Yeah, from all the Super Bowls around the top. And right where the FanDuel stage was, like in the, I've now now learned this. Did you know that when you say stage this, you're talking about from performing on the stage? So, okay. So if you say stage left, I'm on stage. I'm going that way. Yes. My left. Mm-hmm. Yep. Performers left. Okay. Yeah. I learned that to learn that this week. Not sure way. if I ever thought about it. I think, yes. I don't know. I did watch this- Hamilton this morning, but. So stage left is when you're looking out to the crowd. If you're to your left, is that stage left? Okay. Um, so stage left, like almost like right at the corner, directly out is uh, was Super Bowl that AB won the banner for was there. Oh, that's cool. Which was one cool, but also then I was like looking at it after the Friday show and I looked up and I was like, AB, isn't that the one you guys won? And he was like, yep, Super Bowl 41. And I was like, Super Bowl 41, you're fucking 41. He was like, he's like, yeah. He's like, I thought he's like, it was meant to be. Like, I was like, <laughs> that's so crazy. I was like, I never put together that the Super Bowl he won was Super Bowl 41. Is that was that always his number? Like, did he wear that every stop he was at? Uh every stop in the NFL, yeah. So he he got it in Indy. Um, when he went to San Francisco, I think he tried out 24, didn't like it, so he went to 41. Huh. And then he was 41 for the rest of his career, which fits him. Like it, when I think of 41, I think of AB. So, right. Like, yeah. So AB41 cool. sounds better on Twitter than AB24. Yeah, sure. Good point. Antoine with a 41. Yeah. Um, he's got a sweet ass logo too. I don't know who designed his logo, but he's got a cool logo that incorporates the 41 into the AB. It's Is it? Dope. I don't have to look it up. It's pretty dope. Like, like whoever thought of it, very good. I've never asked him who thought of that. That's a, it's a dope logo though. Um, and so yeah, so it was it was super interesting though. I had an interesting time. Uh, had a fun time. Uh, got to see um, 
uh, Darius hosts the, like I said, the, the FanDuel Superstar Showdown, um, in which I ended up, uh, I ended up getting a selfie with Rob Riggle, which was kind of cool. Like I woke up to that this morning. Yes, I enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed uh, getting that selfie with Rob Riggle. It was pretty cool. It was really cool too, though, like to see um, Darius get like the love from the fans. Like there was like a whole line of people like. DB, can I get a picture? Can I get an autograph? Like, I actually, oh, I actually got noticed. This is so when I walked in, right? Because I had to come back to the hotel to drop my bag off because you couldn't take bags in. So I came back to the hotel and I just went. And so I was wearing this hoodie and what I was wearing for the show on Friday, whatever. And so I, I get my VIP bracelet. I walk through the normal crowd or whatever. Um, and uh, I'm like, like there's got to be a stage somewhere because last year they did they were on the stage or whatever mm -hmm. and then there was like the actual stage i was like i'm looking for it and i'm like i think i found it I'm like walking over there and these dudes literally go you looking for d-butt and i was like i actually am looking for d-butt and it was like <laughs> they were like he's gonna be over here and they were like you got you have a man-to-man -man hoodie on that's crazy and i was like yeah and they were like how'd you get that i was like i produced the show and they were like your tone <laughs> so i was like I am tone. That is, so so it's pretty funny. I had a conversation with these three dudes and then uh, one of them was joking. He was like, is there any way you think we could get a picture with D-Butt? I was like, I can't promise you anything, but I was like, I can try. Like, so D-Butt came up on stage and I was like, D-Butt. And he like looked around and I, and I was like, and he was like, he looked at me. He was like, so he did whatever he did on the stage for a second. And then he came down. And I was like, how do I get on the back side of this? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know if you can come back here or not. I was like, and then the security guard was like, what color is your brace? I was like, green. He was like, you can go wherever the fuck you want. <laughs> I was like, Sweet, cool. And then, uh, so I was like, hey, D-Bud, do you mind taking a picture with these dudes? And so they were, they got a picture. It was pretty cool. And then, um, but then after the show, like there was a line of people who wanted like autographs and pictures and they were, they were clearly fans from like, Pat show and then also like, right. they, were, they were like oh we love the man to man pod like so it was really cool like to see like him getting his shine because he's definitely crushing it in that field so right yeah he's gonna keep growing I assume like oh, he does for sure fantastic job yeah he does a great job he does that does a great job for the FanDuel stuff I know like everybody I talked to over the weekend about D but like they were like he's on the rise and he's cool and it's cool that to see him like continue to like grow and like do big things and stuff so you used to always like say oh that guy could be on monday night football but monday night football is locked up for like ever now with troy and joe well the crazy thing is i don't think you have to do monday night football anymore like i think that landscape's changed too yeah because i mean like at, and then to go back to radio row right so actually this year they called it media row um because like and i was telling ab this i was like man when you were in the super bowl the first time i bet you this was all like radio just like traditional radio like in like a convention center too it seems yeah. like and now it's like i'm like now it's like podcasts and like web streams and fucking all that shit like so i was like this to watch how the things changed in just like his football career basically because ab's only been retired for like a year and a half year now i think right basically. Did they do it like they used to do it where on like Tuesday they had all the players out there to ask questions, answer questions and stuff? They did. I think they didn't do as many players though, but they were in the 300 level. And uh, one of those days I went up, I think it was maybe Wednesday because I might have maybe, or maybe it was Thursday, whatever day I went up that you, if you go up in the thing, there was like a media suite where like you get like coffee and like mm -hmm. juice and stuff. Like they had like a little spread or whatever. And I went up there one day, and one of the guys from the booth was like, yo, were you up here? Like, like, or did you just get up here? And I was like, I just got up here. He's like, dude, he's like, you just missed Adele. She just walked out. <laughs> so I, was like, I was like, oh, sweet. So it was pretty cool. I was like. She, there's somebody in the, she loves football or something. I just saw something about her. There's somebody, like, she really likes it's a football player. She I know she loves The Rock. Maybe that's what it was. Who used to be a football player, so that works. That's what it was. Yeah, but. It was wild. I think she's doing something or at the Super Bowl. She's not doing the halftime show unless she's jumping in with Rihanna, which maybe no. you just broke news. Uh, maybe I did. Fuck. <laughs> Breaking news. Uh, Adele Super Bowl. I think she's doing like, I think she's singing something, but she's not singing the national anthem because she's not. 
American. Do they make Americans only do that? I guess that makes sense. Adele on the only reason she's going to the Super Bowl. Uh, Adele, blah, blah, blah. Rihanna said to perform. Um, she says she's just going for Rihanna. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. I think you just broke news. I mean, I guess obviously people know she's there. But like, Tone had a conversation with Adele, and she will be performing at the halftime show with Rihanna at some point. I have no clue, but like Rihanna was up there for some reason. I don't, or uh, Adele was up there for some reason. I don't, I don't know. That's what they told me. I didn't see her, so that could be all lies, but. I'm sure she was there. Someone told me that Adele, I just missed Adele, so. It, yeah, I mean, if I, if I was in a room and then somebody new walked in and Adele had just walked out, I probably would have told them that too. That's what I'm saying, so. <laughs> I don't know. That that experience. Gary V. I wish I would have seen Gary V. He was there apparently. He, he was on Pat Show Friday. Yeah, I'm, and I guess I missed it. So I think it might he might have done it before I got there. I think so. he was later in the show, like one two o'clock maybe. Maybe I was over at um, uh, iHeart Radio because I went over to iHeart Radio with the dudes to do a podcast for the with uh peanut tillman and uh roman harper they did i walked i walked over there with them i walked it sounded like you're gonna say i walked them over there like i was their security well the funny thing is i i I did so like the fourth member of our team called me and was like hey do you mind walking the guys over there and i was like we're already standing over here because i already like but like i mean they could have found it themselves i just knew i didn't know where it was so i was like (laughs) i was like i know where it's at it's over here so so we kind of walked and talked but yeah, I mean it's crazy though. I mean just the whole the whole thing's nuts. The whole thing. Did a lot of the like the shows and stuff while they were live? Like, I know you said you have an Up and Adams beanie and stuff like that. Did they have like merch tables set up or like did they have people running around stuff or? No, um, surprisingly not. Like, you would think so, right? Like, um, Up and Adams had she had like a bunch of beanies. I think she was giving away gift bags to like guests and stuff. Like, yeah. I know I know she had like a bar kind of set up in front of a stage mm-hmm. and then she was doing like beer pong throws and stuff um but i didn't see anybody doing like merch which is which is kind of crazy if you think about it like because like so like when you came down the elevator right like you you badged in because i have a credential and stuff um when you badge in like you have you show your badge and then they're like yeah you can go down here and it was media only which mm-hmm. might have been the reason why maybe no merch if maybe it was the fans it would have made sense but right it was technically media only um but there was like an open like sort of like there was concessions and then like there was like an open area and stuff like that and then um yeah so i was like they, the open area would have been perfect if like you had like a stage inside and then you had like a booth or something that was like selling you know merch or something but i guess without volunteer is tribute if that happens next year (laughs) we did talk about um we had a lot of people compliment us on our hoodies so um so hopefully these will be coming soon so we had a lot of people want them so but you have a solid fan base. I would think getting some merch out there would be a good idea. We do have a solid fan base, which is awesome. I'm very appreciative of our solid ass fan base too. Like, uh, the guys do a really good job interacting with them, and then obviously just like the type of people they are. I think obviously we have some overlap with Pat and the, you know because we're Pat fans. Like, right. like you know, you're pretty. You, you're pretty. It feels like a community, and then that's the same way that the man to man stuff feels like. So. It's really awesome. So I'd be excited for the producer tone merchandise line. I'd be tight. Yeah. No. Maybe some of the ideas you've expressed in the past, you can just apply to man to man and be like, I probably could. They would work. I bet you. I mean, yeah, it's, dude, it's buck wild, man. Like, it's, it's, it's wild. I mean, it's wild because, like, I think, like, I don't ever get, like, too big on myself or too down on myself. I think everything happens for a reason. Um, so like when the whole thing with like 
Pat back in the day and like potentially working for Pat and having those conversations and then like him getting hired by ESPN and him getting hired by, you know, fucking NFL and (laughs) WWE and everything under the sun and then coming back and trying again and all that stuff. Um, Like it's been about three times where we've talked about it and like it didn't, didn't pan out, but it's like, it's pretty cool. Cause it's like, you know, like, um, while it would have been awesome for that to have panned out, like, cause I enjoy Pat's show and it would be cool to be part of that. And mm-hmm. it's also, um, and who knows, maybe at some point in, as they grow, they need somebody else or whatever. And that happens anyway. But like, I always feel things happen for a reason. So like that led me to the path of like the fact that Pat was even like reached out to me and was like, Hey, like we, I like what you do or whatever. Like that right. gave me like a, uh, the first, like the first real, like ideal of like, oh shit, I could do this. Right. Like, and so like that kind of like made me like learn more and, and step up and, and do more stuff. And then because of that, like when the man to man opportunity happened, like I was ready for it. And then when, um, pops Adams wanted did me to do that. I did. It was ready for that. And then when he, he went on a hiatus and Dequel did his, I was ready for that. And like the graphic design work that I do, all that kind of stuff. Like it was just like confidence that I could, I could do it. Right. So, um, and it's just, I, it, I have a confidence that I can do it. I have a confidence that I think in a way that I, that I could be beneficial to a lot, a number of teams and, everything that goes on right so it's like it's it's cool that like um it's while while it's like man it would be cool like had it worked out but it's also like it's cool that it didn't work out too because it it still led me to where i am so and this week was kind of like the full circle that you're like i'm here right doing this and it's like you know from where i came from and how like i got here like it's 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 a little absurd to be honest. <laughs> right. Well, if that, that first time with Pat worked out, you might've been like funneled into like one specific area and you yeah. would not be the Swiss army man that you are. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. I might've just done graphics or done, you know, something else, but like. But the obvious out. next step for you is to be associated with new heights. <laughs> Since I'm lost, Kelsey. <laughs> Did. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. Like I, and I enjoy it. Like, I think it's, I think it's a growing media. I think it's a growing market and uh, I'm excited to see what the future holds with it. Honestly, like even with, even with this very podcast right here, like, I mean, the, the possibilities of this podcast, like having, getting a sponsor and getting growing and all that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, I think people are, are yearning for media and I think I'm more, even more in tune with that this week, having been, you know, around a bunch of media talk, seeing how big this market actually is. Like, right. You probably got a, you picked up a lot of new ideas and how things work and a little bit. Yeah. Like it definitely, like, I definitely think like live producing a show, um, like in the traditional sense is definitely something I can do. Like now that I, now that I've done it. Um, mm-hmm. also like, you know, doing it the way we're doing it right now, which by the way, I ran this same system, which I mean, no one else will see, but like there's a system of how we record this. Like I ran the same system through that. We just used external measures to like cut the, cut the cameras in a certain Mm -hmm. way and all that kind of stuff. So like, I mean, it's definitely doable even remotely. So like, the cool thing is like if I ha- like there's a number of ways to do it and that's the cool thing about I guess technology and and you know inventions and stuff like that like you know to bring it full circle I mean we talked speakeasies and speakeasies were an invention formed by necessitation you know like necessity like so it's like I think you know when this thing started like with the pandemic and stuff like that I mean and now we're 300 episodes in I mean at the Super Bowl, which is pretty cool. So, well, even yeah, from when the pandemic, even before the 
pandemic hit, like when we first started the uh, stuff that Matt had started with the internet people. Yeah. Friends. I think we were on like Google teams or some shit like that. It was a mess. And uh, I'm sure that was a bitch to edit and do it. I don't even know if they put any episodes out or anything. Yeah. I remember recording a couple and I don't know how it went, but it was such a clusterfuck. So getting to like the pandemic obviously made it where everybody knew how to use zoom. Obviously this isn't zoom, but yeah, yeah, I think you were ahead of the game with Streamyard, because which, which, which was, which credits to, uh, Tyler, Tyler turned me on to Streamyard. So did, um, did we record our first episode of your podcast? Before COVID, during was that was that 2019 or was that 2020? We were already in COVID times. I believe it was before COVID. To be it might have been February of 2020 or something. It might have been right before. I'm actually going to look it up right now. I have the I can I can get the episode. If it was 19, that's wild because this is 2023 right now, and we'd be. I'd say it was January. I want to say it was January. So yeah, it it was either January or February of early, not early. But this army man, let's see, let's go see. Um, I am finding your episode, Gems. It says it's two years ago, so I'm so about to, I'm about to, mute no it. it was 21. It says it was published. I can tell you the exact date because it has it, should have it on here. Um, February 17th, 2020. Dang, so just right before I, we didn't know what shit was about to hit the fan, we were no. just worried about writing a kid's book. Right, it's crazy. It's nuts. Um, and uh, yeah, now we're forty-two episodes into this. Um, we're gonna have back-to-back episodes that came out because I dropped one Tuesday, and then we'll drop this one Tuesday. It's um, a record. Like, let's we're gonna go on a hitting streak. We're gonna try we're gonna for three. Streak. We're gonna fucking we're gonna rot a fucking. I almost said Roger Maris. We're gonna fucking Lou Gehrig this bitch. <laughs> like, just crush it. Um, I'm excited though. I'm excited to do more of these and. Um, I honestly like not that I ever found a lull in it, but like I definitely, um, I definitely feel I felt like I needed a recharge. In well, you do a lot of shit like stuff. media wise, so producing yeah. multiple podcasts and then having to record one, it probably seems more like a chore sometimes than no, no, this, a- this never feels like a chore. The only thing that feels like a chore with this is like I we have very like we both have very busy schedules. So it's like right. just trying, trying to make it, make the time to make it work. I love getting on and talking with you. That's not an issue at all. For like, sure. It's almost like a therapy session. Like I yeah. felt like from, I seem to be in a better mood now <laughs> that we started doing this again from when we had like six months off. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I, lo- I love it. I mean, like I love, well, you're my, you're like one of my best friends. So like, of course, like I, like I, I definitely like I love. I mean, we text all the time. Even when we weren't recording, we were texting. Right, and I would have to reassure Taylor that she's like, "You and Tone need to record." I said, "I still talk to him like every day." Yeah. Like, yes, we do, but like, it's not like something happened. No, it's just the the timing was fucked, and and um, again, timing for everything, right? So it's like we're launching. We launched this season, then we had this cool like last episode was like talking all about the Super Bowl and fun fun stuff. Now we're doing the episode three of the season, and it's like post super bowl media rush and like you know so it's it's like you know we have cool stuff to talk about we have um stuff that's you know going to continue to pop up and it's gonna be awesome and and i feel like you know we like i said this really recharged this being here recharged a lot of like my faith and like the way that like one i go about things two how um just how big the space is like Cause sometimes you feel like you're like put these out and you're like, um, well shit, like, you know, like, and you know, not that it's big numbers yet, but like, I mean, our second numbers, episode, our second episode of the season did three times more views on YouTube than the first episode and did, I think three times more audio downloads. So like, nice. You know, it's like a continuous growth. And that's the thing. I think it's the big thing is that is, I think we're onto something with like what we do, especially when we get guests on. I think we're both really good at that. I think um, these conversations, like very, very really a little bit behind the mask, like we don't plan a ton of sh- a ton of shit. Like 
we hop on and we talk and we have we're 56 minutes into this thing and have it's, a i would legit. say it's definitely rare if we plan something like it's not nothing's ever like scripted so to say it's like oh shit we need to talk about tone going to the super bowl obviously no yeah but i did get a text from above okay that said i agree in all capital letters okay i'm in the tub and i can hear but you are in a much better mood since you started recording again. It's something fun for you that you don't have to think too much about, so you look forward to it. Taylor from the clouds. And <laughs> she's the un unofficial like third get third host of the show. She's like the editor fact checker from above. She's like, I can't believe you said that. Or no, you took another girl home before me, or whatever it was. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. Speaking of internet friends, yeah. Next week at this time. At this exact time, I will be at Tanner's wedding. Let's Tanner, go, the Vanilla Gorilla Johnson in Wisconsin. The wife and I are headed up there Friday, and we're going to spend the weekend up That's for awesome. his wedding. Hell yeah. I'm excited for Tanner. Tanner's one of my favorite people. Oh, shit. Sorry for the yawn. Tanner's one of my favorite people. Um, I think I said last week, Tanner is one of my favorite episodes of this podcast. Um, we had a really good episode with him when he came on. Uh, and Tanner prefers triangle cut pizza over square cut pizza. So he's twice as respectable as everybody else. That's true. I mean, triangle is the way to go always. Like square is like if in an it like it'll do. But like, I mean, try we'll try the only the only time I'm OK with square cut pizza is if yeah. it's a rectangle pizza. That's so true. Like, Fair get some of these big ass pizzas, like we have JJ's Pizza Shack, and they have this thing called the kitchen sink. And uh -huh. I think they literally the idea is they take all the ingredients they have in there and just throw them on there on a sheet pan pizza. It's the size of this desk I'm sitting at. Makes sense. Like we order it at work, but that has to be triangular or not triangular, rectangularly cut. But well, like other than that, it's stupid. Well, like um, Little Caesars, right? They do like a lunch special, and they do like a little, like it's almost like a mini mm -hmm. dish. And it, I mean, they're rectangular pieces and they'll, they're good, but it's like, I prefer the triangle pieces. I got another text from the cloud on this pizza issue, but I'm That's not true. even gonna, I'm not going to give it the time of day because I don't like putting it out there that my wife is wrong about things to the public. So, oh, okay. Well, you read between the lines on that one of what she said. Yeah. Cause I'm picking up what Jems has put down, I think. She says, if it's from a small pizza shop, square cut is better. I just think they're trying too hard. If it's a round pizza, you cut it triangularly. Well, hold on. If it's from a small pizza shop, like like what? Made for like small people? Like I don't know. Not a chain. Um, but still, are they making pizzas in a circular motion? Like if you're making pizzas in a circular motion, you should be. Why are you making pizza square? Yeah. Unless you're making deep dish or something. And then even then, that's a lasagna, pretty much. If it's from a small pizza shop, square cut pizza is better. This is coming from the, my wife, not me. Chain triangle is better. Mom and pop like Albano's, which is one of our local places. Is, the, is their pizza rectangular shape? I don't think so. I think it's triangular. I don't know. Not, their pizza's not triangular. Right. I meant the, the pizza's circular. There's too many, there's too many shapes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaped out here. I do have to work in the morning. I, I'm working actually instead of Monday through Friday this week, I'm Sunday through Thursday to go to Tanner's oh. wedding. Hey, yeah. Um, well then maybe this is the way we we end end it. We'll just we'll we'll set up the we'll set up the 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 question this week. Is triangle slices better than square slices? Or rectangular slices. Yeah, I think the question will be what Four is sided or three triangle sided. or yeah. rectangle slash square. Yeah. So that's the question of the week. So, so everybody, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you checking out all of the social media stuff and all of the podcast stuff that I do for sure and what me and Gems do. Um, it means the world to me. Um, I know it means the world to Gems. Um, yes. I am Tone. That is Gems. Gems, any parting shots? And I went the wrong fucking way. I did it right this time. Damn. Uh, I just want to thank anybody that listens, whether you're 
through speakers or from the bathtub. I appreciate <laughs> you all. <laughs> all right. That's the way. Hey, we're so good. You can listen to the bathtub. Just not with like plugged in stuff because you might get electrocuted. So. Yeah. As long as she's not sitting up there listening through the toaster, I'm happy. Yeah. So don't don't listen through the toaster. And that's how we're going to end the show. Bye, people. Welcome.